Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. Today, Simone chats with Leanne Robinson from Aspen Solutions. They talk about connection, coincidence, and vulnerability. Welcome to this week's episode of Seriously Social Podcast. Today I am joined by the gregarious and lovely Leanne Robinson from Aspen Solutions. <laughs> Thanks for coming along. Thank you for having me. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> um, so for our listeners, maybe we can start off with, can you give us the Cliff Notes version as to how you find yourself here today and what you're all about? How I find myself in this room or how I find myself here in life? Ah, you take your pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably a little bit about life, maybe, yeah. which is probably why I'm in the room anyway. Um, so about four and a half years ago, uh, I had just come out of a corporate job, mm-hmm. years and years of working in corporate roles, doing a lot of change and working with a lot of people and cultures and technology. And I found myself uh, with a redundancy, mm-hmm. which was a beautiful most beautiful gift I've ever been given yeah. because it led me onto a path of consulting and uh, so that's what I'm doing now. But even more than that, it actually one day put me in a room called an EQ Cafe, mm-hmm. which was this event I'd never heard about. It's yeah. about emotional intelligence. It was a free morning event. I thought it's a great opportunity to network and just learn some stuff I might not yeah, know. Cool. So I walked in the room and uh, there were some lovely people there and a big hairy man came in and sat down at the table that I was uh, that I was on and we didn't really actually chat that day but um, we did sort of a bit of an activity a bit of discussion at, at our table and uh, I really liked what he had to say and he mm. talked about the reason that he'd come from this background of change management he'd just been made redundant from his corporate job mm-hmm. he was looking at moving into consulting and he wanted to know more about this emotional intelligence stuff yeah and I thought oh that's kind of really interesting I didn't get a chance to talk to him that day, mm-hmm. but I tracked him down on LinkedIn. We love LinkedIn. We love LinkedIn. <laughs> How good is LinkedIn? So I tracked him down on LinkedIn, connected with him, said, hey, I really liked what you had to say at the event. Would you like to grab a coffee? And uh, and so Daniel Panozzo and I met, and yeah. we both were sort of on this consulting path starting at the same time. And yeah. so we really, while we were each taking our own journey, we were – collaborating just learning from each other Mm -hmm. sharing what we'd found what we'd learned and then an opportunity came up to actually collaborate partner on a project Mm -hmm. and in that moment sort of we started working together but we also continued to understand more about this emotional intelligence stuff for ourselves but then also as we kind of went along saw this opportunity of how this really blended with the work we do. Mm-hmm. So from a change perspective, there's all these wonderful frameworks and methodology mm-hmm. and, and, you know, operational processes you can put in place to manage change. Yeah. But if you can't engage and connect with people... Change and if you, isn't going to happen. Change isn't going to happen. <laughs> it will happen, but you'll be dragging them yeah. along. And it will never quite give you the full return on your investment. Yeah. So for us, we saw this emotional intelligence as a way that we could bring change and EQ together and mm-hmm. really help people to get on board and thrive through these times of change rather yeah. than be dragged along. And then so Daniel and I continued to do that work. We became accredited in this work mm-hmm. and uh, and Aspen Solutions was born. And mm-hmm. um, so for us that's it's built on two things, um, certainly the Aspen tree, mm-hmm. um, you know, having the, these roots that go out and sort of, connect other trees so building this community Mm -hmm. is really really important for us Um, but it's also about aspire and enrich so how can we help people to aspire to achieve more in their life and to be more fulfilled Mm -hmm. 
And for us personally, how can we enrich every interaction that we have? So that's sort of, that's how that came to be. And to sort of bring it full circle, um, in October last year, Danielle and I actually had the opportunity to run and facilitate an EQ cafe, Mm -hmm. where we now have the opportunity to run these free events for the community and pay it forward. And so it was this beautiful coming full circle. Back to where you started. Back to where we started, where we, absolutely, where we met and then we've kind of gone through all this stuff Mm -hmm. and we were able to bring it back full circle and now be able to actually run those events and give that back to the community and hope that other people can come into that space and get the richness that we got. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's sort of what brought me here to, to where I am now and the work that we're doing. And um, so yeah, EQ's been around for a long time, Has, um, <laughs> but there are still kind of these, let's call them dusty managers that are like hidden away in offices Ooh, that, you yes. know, um, <laughs> not, not in my world many, but you know, like, um, who go, oh, it's a fluffy thing, you know, yeah. like it's emotion makes lots of people uncomfortable. Therefore having emotional oh. intelligence is like a no, no, it, I'm transactional and I do the logical things. Absolutely. It makes yeah. all of us uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm as uncomfortable with it as anyone else. Yeah. Right? But uh, there is, you're right, it's been around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And um, But people are now, businesses are now starting to understand yeah. um, that we bring our whole selves to work. So yeah. these, you know, gone are the days where you leave your baggage at the door and you come to work and I just focus and do my job and then I'll pick my baggage up on the way out on the way home. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. We're yeah. whole humans. Yeah. And so we are seeing less and less of those managers yeah. that are working in that transactional space. But what we really find is rather than talk to businesses about emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. it's actually let's uncover what are, what are some areas in your organisation that you're challenged with? And it might yeah. be things like motivation, mm-hmm. teamwork collaboration, um, implementing change, building trust. Mm. Trust is a big one that we're seeing in organisations where they're saying, you know what, there's actually not a lot of trust in our organisation right now. What people don't realise is that we can actually, what lives underneath that is if we can actually tap into people's emotions and if we Mm. can help them to have greater self-awareness, to navigate that better, to demonstrate empathy, then all of these other areas like motivation and teamwork and trust, they all come together. They all come yeah. together. And then that transactional stuff that we're all trying to achieve happens. Happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what we know is that emotions drive people. Yeah. But people drive performance. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd agree with that. I think too, it's, um, I'm often amused um, by um, leaders who want their people to have emotional intelligence um you know and but fail to recognize that the roadblock that's currently happening within their business or organization is that they're not prepared to be emotionally available or emotionally vulnerable absolutely and so um you know how often is it that you get into an organization you have to have those quite difficult conversations with people about where the roadblock to trust Oh, look, it's really funny you say that because I've literally just come um, from a meeting um, with a mayor who, you know, from a local council, and we were speaking about exactly that, that that in the past when I've worked with local government, I, you know, I did some work and it was really on the external customer experience, Mm. but what was really going on was the internal customer experience, this internal culture 
where people were scared mm. and there was no trust and yeah. they weren't allowed to fail. And that really was driven from the leadership down. Like they wanted their people to be vulnerable and take mm. risks and be creative and innovative, yet persecute them if they dared to make a mistake. <laughs> so yeah. where is the trust and yeah. why would there be any creativity no. and innovation? And so it was a really tough conversation. I had to sit in a room with CEOs and a director's mm. group and tell them, you're you guys the are the, problem. You're, the problem. <laughs> you're part of the roadblock. Yeah. If you want your people here doing this, yeah. This is, this is where the challenge is. So, yeah, I absolutely have to have those yeah. tough conversations and sometimes they go well, sometimes, sometimes not so they're not so well. But that's all about the leader's self-awareness yeah. as well. Yeah, it is. And I think um, I'm a bit spoiled in terms of the fact that I'm a business book tragic, so I just read. Yeah. But mostly business management theory and practice books and emotional intelligence books and whatever else. God, there's plenty of them on there. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I see that as as much as I really enjoy reading them, I enjoy discovering aspects of myself as well. Um, but I've still had to, like, hand on heart with my teams from time to time and go, I oh, actually, yeah, so I've stuffed up or I've let you down or I haven't given you the resources that you needed or, Absolutely. you know, so and, and then ask the question, okay, so how do we fix this? As opposed to me going, this is how we fix this. It's just like, okay, what? What do we need to do? What do but, you need? But that requires great vulnerability on your part. Right? Yeah. To turn around and go, actually, I, I, I made a mistake I and <laughs> I broke it. And rather than you also turn around and go, this is what we're going to do, it's, yeah. it's trusting people to, you know, let's work through this together. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you, you mentioned vulnerability before and that's one of those things that I think as leaders or managers, we don't want to be vulnerable because that's a sign of weakness. Yeah. When in reality, vulnerability takes more courage than anything yeah. else. And, you know, Brene Brown talks about this when she says, you know, vulnerability is the first thing that I look for in you, mm. but it's the last thing I want you to see in me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I, it's very interesting, but I think it's going to depend for most human beings how much of their own self-work they've done. So I don't think that anyone can get through life unscathed. I don't oh. care how well adjusted your life is. <laughs> you could have had the perfect parents. They've been married forever. They love each other. You <laughs> went to a private school and this, that, the other, and you're still not coming through unscathed. I think as parents, I it's, it may sound terrible, but I think my one job is to minimise the damage I do to my children as they, like, come through, like, growing up. Yeah, because like, I know. you come with your own story. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I think it's... Um, so we, we, if we don't then unpack this stigma about actually working on yourself and actually work on yourself, then what you get is um, leaders who are scared of failure and therefore can't be vulnerable because... Exactly. Yeah. And look, it's interesting. We find that when we're working with leaders, there is this, at times, this real apprehension to want to mm. you know like and you know people come into the room and they cross their arms and yeah I don't, I don't do emotions and I'm not really interested in this. I don't know why I'm here I've been sent here but it's really funny with some of the assessment tools that we use and they don't all have emotions in them yeah. sometimes it's tapping into just our, our brain styles our preferences yeah. of where our brain sort of tends to go mm. um and when we can kind of make it a little bit more sciencey and talk about the brain as opposed that. to emotions <laughs> people are a little bit like Okay. They start to uncross their arms. They do. They say, okay, all right. And it's interesting because what we'll find is even often the most hardened, shut down people, by the end, will have opened up and gone, okay, I've actually learned something about myself. Wow, that's a really 
that's a really cool insight. Yeah. And, you know, it all just starts with that self-awareness, right? Yeah. So even if we don't necessarily seek mm. development, sometimes when things show up, yeah. if we're willing to just tap into them, yeah. and then it can open up all sorts of things. And I've had some really great stories of leaders who have just been open enough to have some self-awareness yeah. and just try something different well, think, and how yeah. that plays out. Is, Absolutely. Is, yeah. I think um, the pandemic taught me a lot about leading in different ways. So I had definitely put all of my training and and reading to the (laughs) test for like 12 months. But, you know, in terms of the social media agency, so we had 40% of our clients hospitality and tourism-based businesses. So we let 40% of our clients out of their contracts overnight because they all got shut down, Um, which means we lost 40% of our retainer revenue, which means I had to then have the difficult conversation with the staff about I've got two options right now. So I can like stand some of you down or we can all take a 20% pay cut for the foreseeable future and a 20% hour cut and just hold the team together what do you guys want to do these are the two options that I can see that are in front of me and you know thankfully I was very proud they all went and we'll take the 20% pay cut we'll we'll just all we'll manage and everyone will stay um and the beauty of things like when JobKeeper came in it meant I could back pay them their pay cut which was great so um but that I had that going on then I had the pub going on at exactly the same time so I've got seven families over here that I'm trying to feed and I've got 18 families over here Um, but one of the things that I worked out is I'm very resilient and adaptive to change and I have an innate um, trust in my ability to get through things so I um, inadvertently assume that everybody else is programmed the same way Ah, and so I was getting really frustrated, you know, Alex and I were having a business partner and partner, we're having these conversations. He's like, you're expecting too much of people. You can't, they're, they're processing all of these things because I'm like, no, we need to get this, 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 this and this done. Yeah. You know, this is how many hours everyone needs to work and this is what we need to do because I'm like, we're still moving forward because I never stop moving forward. Um, and it really, he had to have a really strong conversation with me about, human beings aren't naturally built the way that you're built yeah. and you have 30 human beings across two businesses and you're asking them to be you and that's not fair and it was a it was really eye-opening and I kind of had to eat a bit of humble pie and go right okay so but, can what are they capable of talk to me <laughs> what is everyone yeah. prepared to do how's everyone traveling like so, so how great though that you and Alex have got the relationship where he can have that conversation yeah. and where you can go, okay, I yeah. and and sort of and take that feedback on board as well, right? Because yeah. it'd be really easy to go well yeah. dismiss that I, and go, well, can't, the, can't they all just suck it up like I am? <laughs> the the, um, the conversation might not have gone that smoothly to start. <laughs> oh, I get that, right? <laughs> but yeah, there may have been some, you know, like stamping of fate and uh, but, but yeah, we got we got there in the end. But I think it was what was great is um, and it was the one key learning for me coming out of it is we might not all be built the same. We might not all approach things the same way, but if we can just all pause for a second and have a conversation and let everyone be heard and feel heard, then we'll get where we're going. Um, yeah. 
and and it's okay if it takes a little bit longer than I think it should, <laughs> just because I'm the fast mover in the team. So yeah, I get it. Because you know, one of the things I learned through doing all of this work, you know, obviously it's part of now my business and what yeah. I do, but it's as much about doing the work yeah. for me. And one of the things I sort of learned a couple of years ago is that I have really high drive and really mm. high resilience. So really optimistic, a lot of motivation, very purposeful. I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Let's go. And I just leave people behind. behind. <laughs> and yeah. I have I hold myself to these really high standards yeah. that I then expect everybody mm-hmm. else to meet where I'm at. And I've had friends and, and business partners say, everybody's like you like mm. cut them some slack yeah. and that so I've I've, I've had similar conversations. conversations as well so I don't want to go yeah I know yeah. how that feels yeah. but it was actually really eye-opening for me as well yeah. and what it allowed me to do was actually drop the bar for myself a little mm. bit and go you yeah. know what yeah I probably don't need to be so hard on myself yourself. I probably can just stop and slow down and pause yeah. and reflect and breathe a little bit yeah and then Maybe everybody feels like they can come. They of, can breathe too. They can breathe. Yeah. And then maybe they can come and join me when they're ready. Yeah. Instead of me just forge ahead. So I totally relate. I totally relate to that. It's, it's, it's a dynamic <laughs> tension in our lives. I think when you're the people that create something from nothing and, um, you know, and you're, you are, you know, the vision and, the, and you know, the innate force that's oh. like driving the thing. Yeah. It can be just as exhausting to have to like stop. In fact, like I find it quite difficult. Alex thinks it's hilarious because he'll say, <laughs> um, "Okay, so we're gonna have a we're taking a weekend off." I'm like, "Yeah, cool. What are we doing? Where are we going? Where are we, you know, what are we, we going? Get, cellar what? doors or what are we doing?" He's like, "So we're just gonna sit on the couch at home." I'm like, "What?" Sorry, wait. wait but... <laughs> He's like, "So you need to learn how to." Be still. I'm like, I know how to be still. I do yoga. I meditate. I lift weights. I do the. He's like, yeah, no, it's not. It's not being still. It's not being still. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's good to have people around you that are not the same as you too. I think is important. Yeah, right. That yeah. actually make you stop and yeah. do that. Yeah, I I can absolutely relate to that as well. Um, you know, I gave myself. I promised Sunday was going to be my day of nothingness, where I was going to do nothing yeah yeah I go to about two in the afternoon and I was I was itchy and, yeah. and and fidgety and so I went to Bunnings and bought plants and went outside and gardened, gardened. I don't yeah. even do gardening but <laughs> like seriously yeah. I don't do gardening but yeah. it was something and I felt like I accomplished something and then yeah. I got these beautiful pots with some plants and I went okay and now I'll go back inside and now I'll do nothing yeah because now because I've, done, I've something. done something I've yeah. done something to now break my nothing yeah but, so I get it it's hard though right? mm. like that's not easy for everyone no, no, it's not. And I think it's not easy. I don't think as human beings, driven human beings are easy to live with either. Oh, because, yeah, no, we're you not. Know, <laughs> because it's always about the next thing. It's always about where we're going. It's always about, you know, and so I, you know, props um, to Alex. He's very good at um, navigating that for himself yeah. because he's, you know, he's driven in different ways, creative process and, you know, creating things from nothing um but you know I was having a conversation the other day. I'm curious what you think about it in terms of um you know this morning I was like on the biz week panel Mark Boris was the keynote yes. and I'm like and I was texting Alex last night I'm like this is actually a big deal and and yeah and just a little bit and I said 
I said, but you know, when I do stuff like this, like no one bats an eyelid because this is just what Simone does. So, you know, she goes and writes books and goes and speaks on stage and goes and does. So it's almost like achieving really like things that if in anybody else's life, they'd be like, oh my God, you kind of expect to not pause and celebrate. So have you paused and celebrated? I'll be celebrating with whiskey tonight, but no, I actually had biz week, six podcast interviews and like <laughs> three Zoom calls today. Um, but it's, yeah. I get that as well. Like yeah. I, I can actually really relate to that. You know, my best friend, love her to pieces, would say to me, Leanne, can you just not be still for five minutes mm. and just appreciate what you've just done or what you've just achieved or what you've just created? Yeah. Can you just not sit and be happy with that for five minutes? Before you're rushing off to do yeah, the, next the next thing. thing. Like I and that sits with me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And actually I've actually got this tattoo on my on my hand that my son actually organised for me. Yeah. For my birthday last oh, year. That's cool. And it's got the word joy. Yeah. Because I was having dinner with some friends last year and it was sort of the first time we caught up after the pandemic yeah. and we'd got together and and we we're all sharing stories and they were really like negative stuff like this yeah. has happened and the baby's been sick and yeah. work's been, you know, like everything with yeah. COVID and and it was really sort of quite negative. And then there was a couple of really beautiful things and special things that had happened and we all just brushed over them because we were sitting there kind of uh, doing this one, doing yeah. this. And I actually stopped and went, wow, look how much time we've invested in this yucky stuff. Mm. And there's been some really cool things that have happened in all of our lives yeah. and we've just glossed over it. And my friend Chanel looked at me and she said, we just need to learn to sit with joy. Oh, I like that. That's good. And I just sat there and went, oh, my God, sit with joy. And so when I was sort of thinking about this tattoo, I knew I wanted to have a word there. Yeah. And so I selected joy, and it's to remind me of those moments. like To sit there and enjoy them, yeah. I'm on a Biz Week panel with Mark Burris. Yeah. Pretty cool. This is cool. (laughs) I'm just going to sit with joy. Yeah. You know, so... I get it. I run fast. I think yeah. there's a lot of things that you and I have in common similar. in that regard. And so yeah. and so sometimes I think it's really important we do stop yeah. and actually celebrate those moments Absolutely. and allow other people to make us stop and slow Celebrate down. too. And celebrate I think, too. I think that's a good spot to end on and wrap up. Um, we're going to encourage all of you to go sit with joy and actually um, enjoy the very small moments, whatever they are. Um, you know, for me, it was as simple as the sunrise this morning it was amazing heading out to breakfast. So those kind of things are great yeah. too. Um, so you can find Leanne's details and Aspen Solutions details in the comments on all of the places where we're posting the podcast. Um, uh, herself and Daniel are very both entertaining human beings oh. and worth a cup of coffee. Absolutely. Um, but I actually if, like a milkshake, well, just, saying, just saying. <laughs> Um, but if you, you know, if you are looking at some of those aspects with your team or, um, based on some of the stuff you've listened to today, you think you may be one of those leaders that's roadblocking the success of your team. Um, I encourage you to be a little bit vulnerable, reach out and ask the question and see how the guys can help. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next podcast. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social, check our website for the latest news, show notes, and for details about Simone's latest book, Confident Networker. You'll find us at socialmedia.aok.com.au slash podcast.